Are you ready for Christmas? Is your shopping all done? Is our shopping all done? Yes, it is. All right. Yes, I got a head start. I actually love shopping for gifts, especially for Christmas gifts. I enjoy going to the mall or the store and actually seeing the items that I'm going to be buying versus a picture online. How many of you actually enjoy going to the mall this season? You, I... But you got to go early where it's not so chaotic. You get to enjoy the Christmas decor, the Christmas music. I get stressed out just on the freeway seeing how crowded the exit is to get off. <laughs> well, that, yeah. yeah. I would say the last couple days have been a little crazier, a little but chaotic. a little chaotic, but no, I really do. I, I love, I love buying Christmas gifts, like something special about seeing it in person. Anyways, well, ready or not, here comes Christmas, just like life, ready or not, life is here and it's not slowing down. And all the busyness of life, like work and family and activities and vacations and holidays, we can become so consumed and focused on what is grabbing our attention in the moment or just going through the motions of life that we may miss out on what God is doing right in front of us, what he's doing around us and what he's doing in us. When we think of Christmas, we think of the traditional Christmas story, which is told in the gospel accounts of Matthew and Luke. There's one gospel, but there's four accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mm -hmm. Mark doesn't include anything about the birth of Jesus. Mark just goes to adult Jesus. Uh, uh, Matthew lets us know about the Magi, the the wise men. Luke lets us know about the shepherds. Mm -hmm. And John gives a different version. And we're going to John's version because John's version is poetic. John's version says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with him in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. Wow. I kind of felt like vanilla ice right yeah. there, by the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then impressive. Then was, we go into chapter... Then we go into... Or excuse me, not chapter, verse four. We're in verse four. And it We're says, in verse four. And him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So even if it's dark out, here comes the light. Here comes the light. Yep. The first three gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, focus on the events of Jesus' mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. telling us what happened. But John, in his gospel account, emphasizes the meaning of those events. So what is Christmas about? What is Christmas for you? Is it just getting to play music around the house? I do love Christmas music. And singing along to the music? Mm -hmm. What is your favorite Christmas song? Oh, Holy Night? Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Not that there would be a bad one. (laughs) (laughs) But... But we like playing Christmas music, listening, buying gifts, all of the stuff. But there's more meaning to that. Yeah. Mary and Joseph traveled to Bethlehem. It's dark in Bethlehem right now. They, there was no room at the inn. They, Jesus was, was born in a manger. Yet John does not include any of that. John wants us to know the meaning right. of Jesus coming into the world. John wants us to understand that it can be dark out, but when Jesus came, here came the light. That light came for us, light came to be with us, but light also came to shine through us. 
And we're going to discover more of what that means as we dive into what Paul writes in Ephesians. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness. Everyone say goodness. Righteousness. Say righteousness. And truth. Say truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. So if you were here last week, we talked about how light reveals God. Mm-hmm. Light reveals what is wrong in the world, in our lives. Mm-hmm. But light produces fruit. And we're going to unpack that a little more today. Yep. Fruit. I love avocados. I don't know mm-hmm. if you like avocados. I love avocados. Avocados these days are expensive. Uh, yeah. You know how much avocados are? Mm-hmm. Like really, really expensive. But I'm so grateful that we have some amazing individuals in this church who have avocado trees yeah yeah we don't have any fruit trees we don't in our Mm. little yard we do we have a lemon tree but it doesn't really produce a lot of lemons why not i don't know are you sure it's a lemon tree it puts a lemon on it It, (laughs) (laughs) so i think it was a lemon tree how do i think of that after all these years apparently there's a limit so then something if it's not producing fruit something must be wrong right Yep. If it's a fruit tree and it's not producing, if it's a lemon tree and it's not producing yep. lemons, something must be wrong. Something must be wrong with the soil. Something must be wrong with yep. not, and not getting enough light yep. and enough, enough water be, because a healthy fruit tree will produce. Yes. It doesn't struggle. Mm-hmm. It's not like you got a fruit, like an avocado tree out there, like, oh, like here come, I think I can deliver an avocado. It just delivers. Yep. It's not like giving birth to a baby, you know? It's like, get me an epidural. This is painful. Okay, that's not how it goes. <laughs> no? No. I'm like, oh, this is painful. It's not like that. Okay. But, I, but that was a good effort. A good, you get an A for effort, yeah. <laughs> but if it's, if it's healthy, it'll deliver fruit. Mm-hmm. On a yearly basis, we go to our doctor. We get blood work done. It's, it's a yearly checkup. See, do we, are we getting enough vitamin D, vitamin yes. B? Especially for me, checking my cholesterol levels because of a family history. To see, how's the health? We do live in a culture where it's just like, you know, people are like, just take this pill or just, or just get this shot and you'll be healthy. But it's like, no, but is what we're consuming Mm -hmm. making us healthy right or is it causing us to be unhealthy i eat basically like exclusively organic i'm not a vegan or vegetarian if you are i want to thank you for allowing there to be more red meat on the planet for me (laughs) i i grass-fed grass-finished organic a lot of beef, a lot. I I love raw cheese, a lot of fruit. Uh, I eat raw honey. It it can't be processed or heated. 
<laughs> I, I, I love it. And this year, our oldest, mm-hmm. when he was on a trip with me, decided he would try eating like me. He thought it was weird and stuff. And he started eating for a few days, and he's like, I feel great. I feel great. And this year, now, as, as he's been doing it, and we, we've been going to the gym, he's making gains. <laughs> Not because I'm his workout partner, <laughs> but because, be, because of the nutrients he's giving his body. Mm-hmm. Just the other day, we're on the bench, and he throws t- 245s on each side, which is 225, and he's like just pumping out. I'm like trying to push down, trying not to be embarrassed, you know, trying to add weight, you know, he's just like, and, and he's seen progress, and he's healthy. Now, just a few years ago, he was watching some influencer online and was like, look at how good this guy looks. Like the dude, he had like, you know, veins in his neck that are bigger than my biceps. Dude like looked ripped and, and just jacked. I mean, he just looked like, it's, and, and he was promoting an Oreo diet. Like basically, hey, this is not the summer, it's the winter, it's time to make some gains, we're gonna, and so every night, this dude was trying to, like, you know, the world tries to sell you a plan that seems too good to be true? Yeah. Hey, sign up for my plan, sign up for my program. All you need to do is eat Oreo cookies. So Ian, every night, would eat a box of double-stuffed Oreo cookies. Oh. Oh. And you know, when, know. when he first started, it was like, Mm, this is, I love this. I'm so glad I found this. This is, now a few hours later, he's like, oh, a few months later, he was like, but we do the same thing. What are we feeding our marriages? Where after a few years, we're like, what, what are we feeding ourselves emotionally so that we find ourselves in this, in this place where we're like, is it, is it healthy or is it unhealthy? The, the health that comes from living in the light versus the darkness. The world might say it this way. An influencer might say it this way. Might make it sound like it's too good to be true. But, but God, God's word offers true what it is to produce fruit. And this fruit, oh, it's, it's goodness. One of the characteristics is goodness. Love that goodness. We are here to emulate and exude Christ's love for his people and to exemplify his goodness and illuminate God's light to shine to the world. I remember uh, several months back, I was going through the drive through at Starbucks. See, we frequent Starbucks. Uh, you frequent Starbucks. Yes. I'm not a Starbucks well, fan. Mainly because our youngest loves Starbucks. And I'll enjoy it a few few times here and there. So uh, we were going through the drive-through at Starbucks and I was pulling up to the window and... And you just need to understand this about this amazing woman to my left. Is that like if I'm going to get coffee, I go and I want to make sure they get the order right. I want to make sure that they're not charging too much. Anywhere she goes though, She's wanting to, she has conversations with people. That's why we don't get coffee together. Cause I'm like, I'm just want my coffee. And she's trying to find out. So she. You're right. So I pull up to the window and the gal and I smiled and said, hello. And, and she goes, oh my goodness. I'm so glad you're here. She goes, I wanted to let you know the other day when you stopped into Starbucks um, and you s- smiled at me and you said, good morning. That made my day. And my initial thought was, hmm, okay, so my smile and saying good morning really made your day. 
Um, but see, she was having a really rough morning. And by me smiling and acknowledging her and just saying hello, totally made a difference and impacted her mood, her attitude, and the trajectory of her day. Because no one has ever told me that, by the way. Well, because you're so focused on, I want to get my coffee, I want to make sure I'm not overpaid. And so if you share a little love, share a little love. That's the thing, is we tend to think it's going to be these big events. We tend to think, I don't have the time to really bring goodness into someone's life. I don't, I don't have the finances. I don't have this. Oftentimes, it's small things right. that make a big difference. Right, because you have no idea how far a smile can go, a friendly hello, or just acknowledging someone's presence. It could really be the only Jesus that people see and experience. So in Matthew 5, 16, it says, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven to shine his light. Shine means to give, to send out rays of light, to be a bright reflection of light. Because really what you fill yourself up with is going to pour out of you. It's going to shine out of you. And attitudes are contagious. Very contagious. Very contagious. Uh, Growing up, my mother had a morning routine with me where she would come into my room, open up the blinds, singing at the top of her lungs, rise and shine and give God the glory, glory over and over again until I got up. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. It's going to be a great day. And of course, as a little kid and teenager, it's like, oh, I just want to sleep. Close the window. Right. But she was starting my day by shining his light, not just in the room, but through her. And she was setting an example for me. And now as a mom, I do this. And I know our youngest loves it when I go in there and sing at the top of my lungs. So (laughs) you're just, you're annoying slash blessing in the best of ways. (laughs) If that keeps on giving. <laughs> <laughs> One of the ways goodness is defined in the dictionary is the nutritious or beneficial part of something. Yeah. You can go into work and it could be a toxic environment and you can be the beneficial part of that environment. Mm-hmm. You can go to a family event tonight or tomorrow and have some crazy family members. I mean, they make crazy seem normal. You know they're like on the other side of crazy. And yet when you go in there, Mm -hmm. you're the beneficial part of that because you're bringing God's light, which means you're bringing goodness. So the deeds are helpful, not hurtful. We live in a world where where because there's so much hate and people have been hurt, Hurt people hurt other people. And with all the hurt going on, we need to shine God's light. And that is being helpful. And that is doing good things. Let our deeds, even if they seem it's so small, it can have a big difference. So not only is this light goodness, but this light, that's, it's righteousness. And when we hear righteousness, we think, oh, that seems a little like, whoa, more than me. <laughs> it's like a little bit, I don't, I don't think that applies to me. Yes, it does. Righteousness has to do with rightness of character mm-hmm. to God and to other people. Mm-hmm. Every year on Christmas Eve, 
my family in that in the evening my mom would pull us all together and none of us wanted to do it including my dad and she'd get my dad and she'd get me and my brother and my sister and we would take communion as a family in fact on your way out today we're going to give you communion elements because we would like for you to experience this either with your family, if it's just you, take it by yourself, to experience communion on Christmas Eve like I did. Now here's what I remember as a kid being like, I don't wanna do this. And my mom was like, okay, well, if we do this, you get to open up one present tonight. <laughs> okay, I'll save the rest for tomorrow. If we get to open up a present, we can take communion together. But it didn't stop there. She said, okay, be, be, before we take communion together, all of us need to apologize to someone here in the family that we've done something we shouldn't have. I don't want to apologize. I don't want to say I'm sorry. Like Christmas is about gifts. Why do we have to do that? And so it's like, here we are as little kids. We're about to take communion. What should I say? What should I... Julie, okay, I'm like, I apologize to my sister. Julie, I'm sorry for hiding your doll <laughs> and removing her head. <laughs> okay. You know, things like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Here's the, if it's rightness, not just with God, but with other people. Yeah. And too many of us are holding on to grudges, holding on to hurt. Yeah. Salvation, when you get saved and the light comes into your heart, that's not the end, that's the beginning. And we need to continually be asking God, God, forgive me. But not just forgiveness from God, forgiveness from the people that we're close to. Mm -hmm. Righteousness, it's not about self-righteous, it's about saying our standards are gonna be according to the word of God, not standards according to how the world lives. Mm -hmm. The world may have a payback mentality. Oh, wait till I pay them back. But as followers of Jesus, we pay it forward. Right. We, it, it's not like, oh, I'm going to give them what they deserve. Anyone glad God does not give us what we deserve? Mm -hmm. No, I'm not going to give them what they deserve. I'm going to help them out based on what they need. Right. We give not because of who they are. We give because of who we are. That's right. Maybe you're here and you haven't been in church before and you're like, I don't know if I really believe this Bible stuff. Will you believe Spike Lee? He came out with a movie that said, do the right thing. <laughs> can we do the right thing righteousness righteousness when I was a, a kid on the way to school my mom would lead us all in, in putting on the armor of God and we didn't really want to do it but my mom would kind of force us and you know sometimes the things that we do as kids we we then do them as parents so I put my own little spin on it. So I'm like, yeah, I'll, yeah, you know, as a kid, I didn't like it, but I'm like, I'm going to do that. So Ian, in, the, in going into kindergarten, taking him on his first day, I'm like, hey, kiddo, I'm like, we're going to put on the armor of God. So I put my own spin on it. So I, it's just me and kindergarten, Ian in the back seat, And I'm like, how many soldiers do I got in the car this morning? <laughs> it's just him in the back seat, you know, long hair, me. <laughs> put on the shoes of peace. He's like, I got my shoes on, Dad. <laughs> belt of truth. I hear a click. I was like, was that his seatbelt? Or is he pretending to put on the <laughs> belt of truth? Breastplate of righteousness. I'll come back to that. Helmet of salvation, shield of faith. And then I'd say, one, two, three. And we go, Shoo! the sword of the spirit. 
And I don't know where he got this from. He was sort of like, in the name of word of God, this and that. I'm like, yeah, you know? And then we started singing, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier in the army. And I didn't like really think, you know, I'm just continue to sing the song. And then there's the line that goes, if I die, let me die in the army of the Lord. If I die. And he's like, stop singing and looking at me like, I don't want you to die, dad. Like, I don't. But the, the breastplate of, of righteousness, yeah. what does that guard? Your heart. Your heart. The author of Proverbs wrote, above all else, guard your, your heart for everything, yep. and life flows from it. Mm -hmm. King David, who had a heart after God, when he messed up severely, fell big time, sinned, he wrote, create in me a, a clean heart and renew a a right spirit. In this world, because of being mistreated by other people, in this world, because we step into toxic environments, in this world, maybe because of how we were brought up, our hearts can become hard. Our hearts can become bitter. Our hearts can, can, can start to become toxic. And that's why it's so important. It, it, to have the fruit of righteousness means that it's like, God, forgive me for this, that we're asking for forgiveness from other people and that we're guarding our hearts. We're not letting our hearts become right. bitter. Right. So this fruit so this is fruit, goodness. Right. Righteousness. And then the fruit of truth. And truth is really being honest enough to allow light to illuminate through the cracks in our lives so that we can heal don't you love that? Like, yeah. It's like some of us are like, I'm too broken to shine God's light. No, God shines beautifully through the broken pieces of our life. He does. He does. And, and really, it's also for us to grow in areas that have been overshadowed by the darkness so that God can light up the crack, cracks in our life and shine his bright love. It's so good. Mm -hmm. Truth. It's, 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 it's truth. What is truth? It can get really quiet right now. Mm -hmm. People are like, oh, it's my, my truth. Well, if our truth doesn't align up to God's truth, mm -hmm. is that truth at all? Mm -hmm. Here's the thing about darkness. Darkness, it, darkness wants to alienate you from truth, from the light. Wants to get us to think in culture that if, if you don't agree with someone else, that you're a hater, mm -hmm. that you're some kind of phobic. I have an announcement. You don't have to agree with someone to love them. Right. That's how Jesus lived. You don't have to agree with someone to serve them. Yep. That's how Jesus lived. You don't have to agree with someone to want what's best for them, that's how Jesus lived. That is how he lived. And every day we have a choice to choose our behavior, our actions, our thoughts, and our responses. We also have a voice to speak the truth and to speak positivity and love and joy and hope over our life, our family, and our day. Speak protection and provision over our problems. We choose the words that will then frame how we see the world. We are living in a world of lies. Mm -hmm. Like, what, is, what do we believe anyway now? Who can we trust 
from this study to that study? Like, if you want to get really confused, watch The View and then listen to Tucker Carlson. Like, you want to get really confused? Go online and listen to this person on the far left and this person on the far right. You want to get like, you'll be like, I, I don't even, I don't even know what to, I don't even know what to believe. That's why it's important, so important that we speak God's word. Right. Ultimate truth. Yep. We speak it loud and we speak it often. Especially to the people closest to us. Parents out there, your kids, they need to, be, they need to hear God's truth spoken over their lives loud and consistently. Yes. Come on. We, we, we need the fathers of this house to be the ones telling their daughters, you are so gorgeous. You are so beautiful. Because they're living in this world that sees this is, this is what beautiful means or that's what beautiful means. Or some guy trying to impress them later on. He's like, you're so beautiful. She's like, yeah, that's, my dad's told me that ever since I was little. Like we, like, like we need to be telling our sons who they are. We need yeah. to be telling our kids that they've been created on purpose for a purpose. That their identity is in Christ. That no mistake they've ever made can define who they are. That God has marked them for great things. Like, like we need to speak truth to our spouses. Yes. Do you remember the first time, first couple times I told you that you were beautiful? Yeah, I do. She, like, it, mm. I remember it. It was extremely memorable, <laughs> which is why I remember it. <laughs> I looked at her, I think we're out, you're across the table, looking at her, I said, you are just so beautiful. Now, a normal response Okay, Would, normal. My response wasn't normal. <laughs> I'll let them be the judge of it. What's a, a normal response? Would be like, oh, thank you, or <laughs> you think so, or what? I didn't hear you. Can you say it a little louder? Like, do you know how she responded? Okay, that's an exaggeration. She starts blinking and shaking. No. I was like, are you having a medical condition right now? Like. You know, I, I said beautiful, not brutal. Like, I, I don't know what, if you misheard me, like what's happening right now? You know, and she's just like, no one had ever told, you know, told me, like, told me, like, and, like the first few times she had a hard time receiving that. And you'd be like, well, you know, I'm not like tall, like a model, or I'm not this, or I'm not. Don't we live in that world where we're so, because, because of what other people have told us, because of we compare ourselves to whatever, mm -hmm this filtered thing is online. Like, you, like we need to hear God's truth often and loud from the people closest to us. That's right. And we should choose our thoughts as well because what we meditate on often becomes our reality. So where your mind goes, your heart often follows. We want actions that are pleasing to God. So how are we gonna exude God's light, his passionate love for people? My parents also taught and modeled gratitude and generosity. And a memory that sticks with me this time of the year was when I was little and my, my mom and I would make Christmas cookies and then we would package them all up and then deliver them to our neighbors. So, I didn't say this to the other two gatherings. What? We would make Christmas cookies too. You and your mom? And the whole family. Oh, but the part that I'm impressed by is we wouldn't package them up. Well, we wouldn't even make cookies. We would just eat the dough. Do you remember that? You like you would just oh, eat yeah. all the cookie dough, yeah. and you're like, how much is it okay to eat of the raw stuff? So right, right. 
But I'm impressed because we just consumed it all ourselves, but you guys did something different. No, we would pass them out to our neighbors. And I just remember that whole experience was so amazing because I would love going to our neighbors and just delivering the treats and the cookies and seeing the expressions on their face and telling them Merry Christmas. So the other day I was at the grocery store and I know they're not homemade cookies, but I saw some cookies. They had these little cute boxes of cookies, and I thought, oh, I want to give them to someone and pass them out. This, this just shows who she is, is that she almost never goes to the store without buying a gift for someone. Or I was just, I saw this, and I was thinking about them, and, and this and that, and it's just like, I'm always like, wow, if I'm going to the store, I'm trying to get out of there as quick as possible, so on that. Again, taking time to smile, talk, say hello, Think of someone. Anyways, I wanted to give these cookies. So here, I'm going to give these cookies to you. Mm. Merry Christmas. She, wore, uh, she really wanted me to go back with her and buy cookies for everyone. <laughs> I said, I said yeah. we want to show people that just small things can make mm-hmm. a big difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though. We oftentimes will compare our fruit. Yeah. We'll compare our light. You're... I don't think an avocado tree is looking at an avocado tree next to it thinking, you're trying to show off with those big avocados? Who do you think you are? Not, not, not just, just producing fruit. And so often we're comparing mm-hmm. what we have or what we can do mm-hmm. with other people. And it, 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 doesn't, seem, it doesn't seem big, but, but the world needs a lot of fruit. The world needs a lot of light. The world needs a lot of goodness. The world needs a lot of righteousness. The world needs a lot of the truth. It is dark out. So we need to show a lot of light. Yet as I would sing as a kid, this this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. We we can't shine the light we don't have. We can only shine the light we do have. Here's what I've made up in my mind, and I... I would ask you to consider, will you make this up in your mind to live like this? That I can't light up the entire world, but I can light up a little of someone's world. What if that's your perspective at that meal tonight? You're like, "I I can't light up this whole room, but I know that there's this family member who's going through a tough time and, and I can help bring some light into their life. What about tomorrow? You know, I, I can't light up everything, but, but I, I can do something. Mm-hmm. Light up someone's life. What if we shine all the light we can as often as we can for as long as we can to everyone that we can? The world would be a better and brighter place. Yeah. Not would be. The world will be a better and a brighter place.